Be alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. That's it. Speaking of that, uh, I've passed a thousand subscribers, so thank you very much if you are one of those who subscribed. Never thought I'd get one subscriber, so a thousand's good. Well, it's a thousand percent better, isn't it? Um, and at the same time, I've got 10,000 audio downloads for the podcast version of this, where I just take the sound off and um, drop it on to a site that sends it to Spotify and all the other podcasty places that I actually know nothing about. Um, it just tells me how many people download it every day. 10,000, that's mad. Can't believe it. So, you know, I'm terrible at saying thanks, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to say thank you. I want, I don't know why I have this problem. You know, why is it hard to say thanks? I think for me, it's because I never feel worthy of praise, good things, <laughs> anything, you know, decent um, or anything nice. It's kind of like I'm always waiting for something to go wrong, and then I can go, told you. I knew that would happen. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to say thanks. So, Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, we'll move on because I'm feeling weird. Uh, what's going on? It's still hot in England. It's going to be 32 degrees um, on Friday. It's day is it? It's Wednesday as I film this um, because it's for a reason I'm filming this one early and I'll get to that. But, you know, I don't do well in heat, so I'm dreading Friday rolling around. Uh, my knee. I told you a while ago my knee was knackered and I couldn't walk on it and it hurt and there was problems with it. It's still the case. Um, I've been to the doctors twice. I've seen this advanced practitioner. I've seen a proper physio and neither of them think anything is torn. But not to disagree with medical professionals here, but it's not getting better. Not 1%. It, it's... You know, they've ruled out an arthritis, they've ruled out loads of stuff, but what they've not done is sent me for a scan. Now, I was given physio exercises to do a few weeks ago from the physio, and I've done them religiously. I've done them every single day. I've got to do about six or seven different moves. I've got to lie on my back, put my bad leg with a cushion underneath it, bend my good leg, and then I've got to sort of lock my leg and raise it and hold it for like 10 seconds and then bring it back down. I've got to repeat that. Um, I've got to do it again where I twist my leg and do the same. I've got to I've got to do a bunch of moves. And then one of them is basically I've got to sit in a chair like I am now, put something like a piece of paper on the floor, put my bad leg on it, and then just push the piece of paper forward as far as I can with my bad leg using just the knee down, uh, knee downwards i can't do it the pain to just try and push my leg forward a bit is terrible and it, it, i've had this pain for so long now that the way i walk has changed it's sort of like i'm walking as if i'm a pirate with a wooden leg because my left leg bends it's you know from the knee the ankle everything's fine but every time my leg is about to hit the floor my right leg is about to hit the floor when I'm walking, I lock it. And it's kind of become second nature now. So I'm using, the, I'm using my leg normally to walk for the left leg, but I'm throwing it from the hip 
that's not going to be good. You know, and the, the doctors won't have me back until I've done this physio for eight weeks. And basically, middle of July, end of July, I, I'm not sure because I can't remember when I went, but that's a long time for, you know, the issue to not get any better, especially when it's been like this since February, March. Um, for it to not get 1% better and for this physio exercise to just basically strengthen the muscles around where it hurts. I don't want stronger muscles. I want the pain to go. I want whatever's causing the pain to be rectified. Um, it's brought me down, I'm not going to lie. You know, I've been quite grumpy about it. I've been hobbling around. The way I have to go up and down stairs, I'm sort of hugging handrails just to throw all the weight onto my left leg, which was never my power leg. Um, just so I can alleviate the pain in the middle of my knee. And it's, yeah, it's been, it's been quite miserable, I've got to be honest. But I think I'm, I think I'm doing a bit better from that now because, um, I don't know, I just think you get used to it. But I have got more um, fearful being outside because I, you know, I'm fearful outside anyway because the world is full of absolutely off-the-chain people who are bongo cookies. And... At least I've always felt like I can defend myself if it ever came to it. You know, if some nutter just rolls up with a, you know, a knife or whatever, you know, the chances are I'm going to get stabbed, but at least I can try and deflect it somehow. At the minute, nah, I'm a, I'm a sitting duck because I can't do nothing with this leg. I can't run. Um, I, can't, I can't even put pressure on it to do one push off to run. So I'm, I just feel really vulnerable at the minute, I've got to be honest. Um, and I think that's what's bringing me down on it. but. As I've said, I think I'm uh, coming out of that funk a little bit. It just means I'm going to be more reclusive, which isn't a good thing because I barely go out as it is. Um, work is doing fine. You know, here's a mad one. My boss phoned me yesterday. Like his name just appeared on Microsoft Teams. And my heart sunk because it was my boss phoning. And I answered it and I was like, Hiya, now you're getting on. He's like, yeah, not bad. Just phoning, seeing how you're doing. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, so this isn't work-related at all. And I kept waiting for the work-related uh, conversation to come, and it never did. It was genuinely just phoning to see how I'm settling in. To me, that is so foreign. That is so not what I'm used to. Um... And I just appreciated it, you know, like when I first started with the company, like in the first three days when I was at head office, there was a couple of times when I was talking to people who I'll be working for and with, and he'd just appear and he'd go, Paul, and he'd beckon me over and we'd go in an office, my heart would sink, because I don't know, you just speak to your boss, and the only time, I, when I've had bosses and they want to speak to me one-on-one, -on -one, it's always been for a bad thing, um, but when he called me in the office, he was just like, how are you getting on, mate? I was like, yeah, uh, everyone seems nice, and uh, I know it's going to take a while for me to absorb some of the things that are going on, but, you know, yeah, I feel, I feel all right. It's like, good, good. And then he tells you a bit about what his plan is for the future. And, yeah, he phoned me again, and I think it's going, to be, it's going to take a very long time for me to get out of that, to get out of that fear factor when you see your boss's name appear on your phone or on Microsoft Teams or whatever, because... I've only ever known my boss to get in touch with me when it's something bad. Um, so it's nice, but I'm still apprehensive. 
because I've got a lifetime of work where, like I say, bosses just want to talk to you for bad things, and this boss wants to just check in and make sure you're all right. You know, and he, he said something really nice sort of yesterday, and I, I can't share it unfortunately because it uh, it wouldn't be good. But it was basically the, the sort of bottom line of it was don't just sit at your computer when you've got a computer task, you know, take your frequent breaks, make sure you stretch your legs. If I could walk, I would, um, you know, make sure you have your tea breaks, your coffee breaks, just go and get some fresh air. Um, because the one thing I don't want you to do is just stare at that screen. And it was like, great. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he sort of, because I'm such a, I'm not a workaholic, but, because I know I'm getting paid between those hours to do a certain job, I dial in like a robot and do that work. No matter how I'm feeling, what's going on, it's like, right, I'm getting paid between these hours. I've had the break. I'm just doing it. And he sort of makes it feel like it's all right to just go, you know, I might have had my breaks, but my knee's hurting, so I kind of need to stand up and walk up and down the hall a few times. While I'm up, I might as well get a drink of water. Oh, I need to get something out of the garage for later. You know, so he's kind of, He's trying to sort of, I think, alleviate my anxieties that I'm obviously riddled with, as we know. But what I want to say is at the minute, and I don't want it to, I don't want the bubble to burst, but that's nice. And I appreciate it uh, because I'm not used to it. Right. Obviously talk for far too long. So it says nearly 11 minutes. So I don't know whether I started doing this, made a mistake, and then just started doing it without uh, deleting the video. But that seems like quite a long time for me to do waffling like I always do at the beginning of videos. So what I want to talk about, if you don't mind, is special interests. Um, not so much what are they, why are we having them, but what it's like when you don't have it anymore. <laughs> because I'm going to be without my special interest. So uh, I... Well, let's just go to why we have special interests. And what people suggest is that people with autism have a special interest. Um, I don't know if that guy on Instagram who chases trains, I don't know if he's got autism, but the way he responds, it's not, you know, the way he responds to trains, he wears a head cam, don't know his name, uh, but he's fun to watch. Um, but he's obsessed with trains, loves them. So I can only assume if he's got autism, then that'll be his special interest. Um, you know, there's a gentleman who watches my channel and loves Star Trek. And I love that. I love Star Trek because it's positive, it's good vibes, it's got an interest, can talk, you know, to whoever you want who's got that same interest. And it's good. Special interests are good for us if we have them. You know, and I didn't realize I had a special interest until it reached this point. And now it's a case of going, oh, I'm going to be lost <laughs> when this goes. So I've realized that my special interest is my PC. I know that might sound sad, but it really is. Now, I thought if I was going to have a special interest, my special interest would have been a PC game. You know, like football manager, used to be championship manager back in the day. I, I was obsessed with it. Still am. You know, like when I was a teenager, I would go to this lad's house called Carl who was like a, a school friend at the time. Um, and he was always a, a nice guy, you know, and he had a PC. I didn't, and he would play football manager and he would invite me around and I would go and we would 
maybe not play it together, but he would play it and I would watch. And it was just as interesting for me to watch it as it was to play. Um, and that, when I look back, was a lot of my teenage years just being engrossed in it. And when you've got some kids going out, they're trying things, they're doing things, they make daft mistakes, they might end up in fights, this, that. And I was inside playing football manager. And, you know, when I got my own PC, the, first, the reason I wanted it was for football manager. Um, and I got it and I was obsessed with it just as I was at the friend's house. And then as I got older, I always had a PC and I always had a PC for football manager. You know, and I've loaded up a new game in the past week just to try a different team and see where I can get with them. But what I've realized is my PC has to go for repair because it's got a boo-boo. And it isn't the game I'm going to miss. It's the PC. And the reason I know it's not the game I'm going to miss is because I've got a laptop, which is a very, very poor version of this computer. You know, it's, it's slower. It's got barely any memory on it. But it's, it's you know, it's a laptop. It, it works for what you need a laptop for. Now I can play Football Manager on it. But I'm disgruntled because I'm losing the PC. Because the PC is my special interest. I have to admit it, it is. You know, and obviously Football Manager is. I know it is, but turns out it's the PC. You know, and when I look at it, I log, you know, turn it on. I log on every day and I, I have like a, a routine that I do. So the first thing I do is because the boo-boo on the computer at the minute is the is the fan. Now, I don't know anything about the insides of computers. I just buy them and use them. But there's something wrong with the fan. It's rattling. It's one of those liquid-cooled ones and they go. You know, the, the more you use the computer, they, they end up wearing and they, they do go. And there's a part of mine that's gone or going. So when my computer's under a bit of stress, a bit of pressure, because I'm doing a lot on it, and it kicks the fan up, it then, when the fan's settling, it gives off this big rattling sound like there's a wasp trapped in it for about 20 seconds, and then it cuts off dead. Uh, so every time I turn the computer on, I've got to open the fan page, I've got to put it on full, and then I've got to put it on silent, because it gets rid of this rattle as well which is annoying because I don't want to have to do that. And it costs a fortune, so I don't want it to have problems. Um, and then I load up the internet, I go on Sky Sports News, I catch up on football, see what's going on in the world with it, um, see who's signing who, who's potentially going to what club, because I enjoy football. And you know, I won't be able to do that. Even though I can do it on a laptop, it's not the same because my special interest is that computer system down there. Because I'm attached to it, you know, it brings me things that I didn't realize when I sit here now and think about it. So, you know, I live in a world I don't feel I belong in. Or, or as somebody once said, you know, I, it's not the world I have a problem with. It's the societal norms that have been built within the world. I love nature. <laughs> um, but I don't fit into the societal norms of the world. So when I come home, and I shut that front door, I can breathe out and go, right, I don't have to deal with humans for the rest of the day. I don't have to do anything that other people want me to do, and I don't have to be false to myself with the natural order I would do things anymore 
because I have now closed that door and that is my gateway to the world that I have to partake in, but I'm safer now. I'm, I'm in a safer place and I can get in comfier clothes and that's great because I, I've always said I don't understand why clothes maketh the man. You know, you shouldn't have to, like if a doctor walked in a room and he was dressed as a clown and he was like, yeah, I can, uh, I can rip your appendix out, mate. You know, it's going to go. You've got appendicitis. I can take it out. It'd be weird to see, but if I went, hang on a minute, you're dressed as a clown. Are you sure you're a doctor? They're like, of course I'm a doctor. I've been here. I've, I've had residency at this hospital for X amount of years. You know, I've, I've done this, I've done that. I would listen to the person and soon the clothes are forgotten. And I'd be like, all right, you clearly know your stuff. Crack on. You know, just don't wear the, the red nose while you do it. But when I'm in the outside world, I have to dress a certain way because it, apparently it means you know how to do your job. It's what people expect. You're in a corporate services, you have to, or executive services, you have to wear a suit. Uh, nah, <laughs> I hate suits. They are the most restrictive, horrible clothes on earth. Um, what am I on about? So yeah, I come home, stretch your waistbands, no messing about, and then do what I need to do. And then it's, you know, computer time. And that's when I can escape this realm I don't feel I belong in and go to one that is more for me, where there's more structure and I can do how I want and when I want. And I, if I want to go and shoot zombies in a certain game, I will. If I want to watch a certain type of show, I do. You know, I can do what I want, basically. It's like I'm in, it's like the computer is a world and I'm the master of that world. And I can be a football manager if I decide to be that person. But I prefer that world than the one I'm sat in now talking to uh, you guys on. You know, so it's not just a computer, it's escapism. It's where I prefer to be. It's my calming mechanism. It's what I can control comes my way and what doesn't come my way. Because in the real world, I can't control the news that ends up falling into my ears from people who are talking. Could be at a coffee table, could be people I'm working with. It could appear on my phone. You know, at a computer, I'm the master of my destiny. You know, I don't have to see and hear about all the horrible things that are going on in the world and just be annoyed with it because every issue in the world is man-made. Of course it is. None of this is out of anybody's control, but the way the world goes about its business, it's like some of these things now are just part of design. No, you've all got capacity to fix your issues. Stop being greedy. Stop trying to kill each other. But it's, uh, yeah, this, this is why I need an escape, because I can't deal with the lack of logic that the world offers me. And, and my computer is my special interest, so I'm going to be without it. So it's going to go for repair, so I'm going to be dropping it off. To, and in my head, dropping it off reduces some of the time that it will be away from me. Um, so I'm going to be taking that big trip, 120-mile round trip, to the shop uh, to drop it off, sign it in, even though their process is pretty terrible. Um, so I'm going to have to say, give me a receipt. I've just give you a, you know, a tower that costs quite a bit of money. I'm not just going to quote an, a letter to you. Give me a receipt. Um, then they're going to fix it, hopefully under warranty, and then they're going to return it. And, you know, I don't, I don't do weird things on my computer. It's not like I've got anything I can't let anybody see on it. But I feel like it's going to be an invasion of my personal privacy because they will get an insight into me while it's with them being repaired because they'll obviously turn it on and test it and check it. 
But like, you know, the login for my YouTube, it's all there. It's all open. Uh, the games I play is like an insight to me. Um, and in a way, it feels a bit like a, an, in, you know, an invasion to my privacy because it's, it's mine. So I'm allowed to have it how I want. And then I'm basically giving access to a bunch of strangers into a part of my personal life. But it's going to be away from me from between 10 to 15 working days just to replace this fan thing, you know. And I know I could do it myself, but I break anything I touch. I once drilled in a wall and the wall fell down. So the last thing I'm going to do is uh, start messing about on the inside of a computer. Um, and that's a true story. It genuinely did. Um, <laughs> all, all the plaster for the wall just fell off. Uh, and I got shouted at. But, yeah, it's going to be very weird being without it. Now, and um, it's a problem because it's what I'm used to. It is my escape, and I need an escape. I can't stay in this world for 10 to 15 working days and expect everything to be all right. I need my escape. With my escape comes my recharge. You know, so I am anxious. I am bothered. I am concerned. Like, well, what if it gets lost? What if it doesn't arrive with me once they package it back up and send it out? You know, should I get in my car and go and collect it when it's ready? You know, I've just got all these additional anxieties. And, you know, I do this through the computer because I edit um, and I, the sound I do through a computer and I feel like a part of me is being sent off for repair. But in the meantime, my head is going to be very, very um, unsettled. You know, I, I, so what, I've, you know, and the, I think what's crazy is the, the reason it's a problem. And this just shows how bad my mind goes is because I knew I was good. This is how, and I know this makes no sense, but because I knew I was going to be without the computer for 10 to 15 working days. I knew I couldn't do any of the editing, so I have installed suites on my rubbish laptop and hope that that'll work. Um, I have booted up my Xbox, which I've not had on for a good two years. Um, and I have bought a football game, which in our FIFA, I don't usually play FIFA, not for a million years, but I've bought it as a way, as hopefully as a distractor too. But I nearly bought another PC. Like I was looking at options to buy a PC. So I had something to play and use whilst my PC was being repaired. Now, this PC was a fortune and I was looking at paying half of that. For another PC, but I don't really have that free money to be messing about and just going, yeah, buy another PC to play while yours is being repaired. That's crazy. But that was what I was entertaining the idea of, was to drop a ton of money I could really not do with dropping just because I'm going to be without a computer for 10 to 15 working days. And in my head, they're going to lose the computer. Something will go wrong. They'll wipe all my data. It won't just be, because it never is for me, it won't just be me dropping it off, me getting a receipt, them sending it back in the time they say they will, and they've fixed the unit and everything else is fine. That will not happen. It never does. Not for me. Um, so this this Saturday, I'll be dropping my car off um, at 8.15 at 
my local garage because it's due its MOT. They're going to find something wrong. Then I'm jumping in another car, traveling all the way to this place, dropping the computer off, then taking George as well. <laughs> and then we're going to go to my mum's because it's her birthday in a week or two. And I'm going to drop her present off. Then I'm going to come home and I promise you I will not have a clue what to do with myself. I'm going to be lost. I won't have my computer. Yes, I'll have a laptop and hopefully you get that. You know, the fact is, yeah, I do have another thing I can use, but it is not what I want to use. It's not the thing that I know. It's not the like I'm used to the speed of this. I'm used to the noise of this. I'm used to the placement of this. It'll be weird to not see the space or to see the space where it sits. And there's a lot of things I can't explain and I can't understand because it is a special interest. And I can do a lot of the things on a on an Xbox that I could do on a computer for games, for example, because I've basically got the same games on a computer that I already had from the Xbox anyway. But I'm going to be without it, you know. What can I do in the meantime? Well, you know, I'm going away <laughs> on Monday for four, three or four nights because I've got to go on a Legionella course, an L8 course, which is super exciting for those who work in health and safety. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so at least that knocks off three to four days of, you know, waiting, I suppose. And then time is just going to tell. But what I can't do is moan about it because the computer needs sorting out and I'm not willing to do it myself. It is under warranty, so I might as well take advantage of that. But it's going to be really tricky because this isn't just a case of readjustment. This is a case of how am I going to recharge? How am I going to escape? Where do, that, This is my portal to the world I want to go to. What else have I got to give me that where I've got the comfortability with the expectation of timings too? Because if I was to install a certain game on the laptop, it might not even run because it's nowhere near as good as the computer. So like I say, I bought FIFA because it was on offer on CD keys for like eight quid. So I've uh, bought that for the Xbox, um, which is behind me for the TV. That's behind me. And um, I'll probably buy another couple of silly little games. Like I might even buy Skylines or because I think that's on Xbox Game Pass. So I might even get that. But I am, a bit, I am at a bit of a loss, as I'm sure you can tell. I know I spoke quite fast at points. I know I've not made much sense. But believe it or not, that is the anxiety I've got over this coming Saturday and saying goodbye to my portal to the world I belong in, where I'm the master of my own entertainment and the master of my calming measures. So it's a shame. And for those who have to do without their uh, you know, special interests, I'm sure you know what I'm on about. So I hope this made sense. I hope you're stuck in and kind of grasp what I'm trying to say that I can't find the words for, which is, for those who watch me often know that's just what I do anyway. But I want to thank you for watching. And if I do get to do another video, it might not be through this at all. It might be through a microphone that goes into the camera um, because I won't be able to do that either. So it is, oh, it's messing me up. Uh, but anyway, thanks for watching. And until next time, keep smiling.